This is a conversation between Lucas Forstmeier and Clara Moisello. And I have one topic I would like to, to talk about with you, which I found on your website. And I saw that you do nonviolent communication. And I also saw this picture of you holding the sign saying uh, judgments and in the middle within the heart. And I would really like to talk about needs with you and how you personally experience and understand and live with needs. Because I think it's one of those words that many people use, but I think it's such a deep question of what are needs actually and how do we live with them in an adult way and all of those questions. I would just love to talk about that with you. And maybe as a first question, how do you personally understand needs? What are needs for you? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a wonderful question. Yeah, the way I understand needs is really how we can give words to the movement of life within us and through us. So there's this sense that life, being alive, manifests through longings of the heart to experiencing this longing for certain qualities. And the work of NBC has, has captured these qualities with these uh, words of, you know, these needs concepts. And so <clears throat> the way I, I learned about needs is that, you know, we, we, I consider them abstract qualities or concepts that kind of capture these energetic qualities, you know, that, that really in essence is a, is a desire or a longing for an experience. And so need, needs, um, it's uh, it's really you know to give some examples like qual- can be qualities for connection and closeness can be qual- qualities of space autonomy and and, and freedom <clears throat> or sometimes play fun uh, joy so it's um, to me it's these concepts help me make sense of what what am I longing for? And then it kind of, that can guide my, my experience in terms of choices that I, that I want to do or, or, or decisions or even just understanding myself. So, so yeah. can I just to get it because I, that's a really interesting way of yeah. looking at needs that I've never heard like that. So the way I understood that is, we have life force moving through us and and this life force could have many different kind of qualities and facets to it mm-hmm. and at different times there may be certain qualities that are fulfilled and that are like full and certain qualities that are lacking mm-hmm. and then you would say needs as a concept is basically learning to recognize which of these qualities am I missing and how to give a word to that and then also how to consciously move towards that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way, I think that's, um, 
there's also I think one 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 key idea that that is is quite um, uh, transformative in in the in in, in the work of, of NBC through needs is that needs are allow you to look at conflict in a different way to the experience of conflict usually and is uh, grounded in what we say in NBC, different strategies or different preferences that we have or different ways that we try to get our needs met. And those preferences can be different. So I may have a different way from you, let's say, to have, you know, to meet my need for intimacy or fun or, or freedom. And, uh, and the idea is that if at, sometimes at the level of, of the strategies or the behaviors that we that we adopt, we may, it may seem like you're other than me, you're different than me, you know, you're, you're, and sometimes up to the extreme of really being, you know, enemies potentially. While if, uh, if you're able to then understand what the behavior is an expression of, then the level of needs uh, gives you access to a more <clears throat> universal dimension where we all have really the same needs. We're all alive and we're all trying to meet our needs sometimes in ways that may be harmful for others or for ourselves. And so that I think the needs perspective then gives me an opportunity to ask myself, <clears throat> could there be another way to address those, those needs that, that maybe is a, it's not harmful for others? Or for myself, and it's 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 such a key shift. Yeah, and I I can I can get that. This kind of leads me with two roads, and I'm <laughs> I tried. Maybe I can do both. Um, which the first one would be I'm I'm curious in your personal life, and please only if you're if you're open to sharing that. But um, how do you experience this um, this dynamic of need? and of different needs in your personal life. Yeah, yeah, oh, there's at least, uh, because there's, uh, okay, there's three levels in my life where I feel like this concept made a, a huge difference. <clears throat> First one was the career one, uh, understanding what, you know, what to do based on needs as opposed based on ideas of what I should be doing. I think I went onto, into my career. I, I was trained as an engineer. I went into getting a, a PhD in neuroscience and that I, did, I had a lot of ideas of, you know, I should be doing this and continue that. And, with the, and yet I was quite unhappy. And I think in, in that context, at some point, getting in touch with what am I really longing for? And I'm kind of being short here because that would be a vast topic, but I, to explore the unhappiness that I was experiencing as I was working as a researcher here in New York and the difficulties, looking at those difficulties through the lens of needs then allowed me to move towards a different path that was more authentic and more you know, closer to my heart. So I think that was a key to leave that job by understanding that I was going towards my needs. That's one, one aspect. Another one was in the relationship, in understanding the relationship with my body. I, that's another problem, uh, 
big area because I, I grew up with a lot of ideas of right and wrong about how to relate to my body, how my body should look, how what I should eat, what I should weigh, coming from a family history of challenges with, with food and weight. And so I was navigating my choices also in that area based on those ideas and that box and then kind of guilting myself and shaming myself. And through the idea of needs that I have a way, I realized that there's a way that we can take care of ourselves, uh, trusting the, that there is a wisdom inside that shows up if we get, it, if we get to feel our needs, which of course show up through our feelings in the, in the body, then I can have a sort of a needs-based self-care instead of a should-based. And can I, can I ask more, more specifically on that? How, how does that needs-based self-care around your body, around your, how does that look in your life? Like what's the, how does that step to, to yeah. look at your own needs? How, how does that look in, in your life? Yeah. Well, for example, it can look like uh, uh, sensing into my body to understand uh, the, the effect of choices that I may make in terms, let's say, sensing into my body to know when I'm hungry or sensing into my body to know when I'm full, sensing into my body to... Um, to know when my body wants to move versus when it wants to rest and, and, and feeling into that more than thinking into that in some way, you know, thinking that I should be doing a certain you know, amount of exercise versus eating in a certain way and kind of, and that becomes more of the, kind of almost the ground of intuitive self-care in some sense. And, and it, it takes kind of a reorienting because we're, I feel like we're, because this, this idea of looking at needs is so, uh, it's, you know, it's not that common, you know, we don't, we're not used to understand necessarily how our behaviors as expression of needs or our decisions. I think I learned more about orienting in uh, based on right and wrong. And, and, and so it may take, time to re to build this ability to listen but it's so i feel ah, so much more um caring and 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 and, and fulfilling for me and yeah. when you when you for instance sense into your body and try to check in with yourself in that way how do you discern what's a what a, what a real need is and how do you discern Oh, this could also just be an idea of. Yeah, I think I think that is a it's a it's a subtle difference, and I'm not even sure if I could even say a definite answer or not. I think, but I think, and it took some practice through the through the years uh, as to really become attuned to. Um, there's almost a sense when when in the practice. Of, of you know, learning to relate to needs that when you see a word that captures, aligns kind of with your inner state, there's a sense of like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm longing for. And, 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 it's, and so 
by doing that over and over, sometimes even just looking at, you know, when I'm, I, I start maybe by experiencing it some level of discomfort and becoming aware of that. And then I may like ask myself, okay, what is that? And then I may just go, we have, I'm looking to my side because I have a list of needs on my side that I always keep handy where I look through and I'm like, and there are, when you, you find the, the words that lands, oh, there's almost a physiological response that's like, yes, that's it. And then sometimes you follow through maybe with a, with a you know, with the, a certain behavior and sometimes even just getting in touch with okay that's that's what my heart is longing it could be almost enough and uh, and there's a relaxation that happens yeah and so so when you describe that as this this you're trying to find a word for what you're experiencing and what the what the longing in that is yeah and i imagine that's a that's actually a really deep practice to continually try to take that deeper look of okay what am i actually longing for yeah um for me then the there would be a question because i would potentially look at longings and needs as different hmm. and I'm curious if there is such a thing as things we long for and also things we truly need. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm curious how you look at that, how, how your experience with that is. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I think I will, uh, mm, Let me just stay with it for a moment. And please take your time. Like, I don't need an immediate answer. No, yeah, I, I think... Maybe the way I'm understanding your question is to, if there could be a difference between, yeah, something that is truly a need and, and, and almost like that's, that's a quality of being essential as opposed to something that's more maybe a desire or a want or a longing in that sense. Is that something in that direction? Yeah, I think that that distinction or that subtleness and how how you personally look at that and if you make these distinctions or yeah i think for the distinction that helps me and that i and that i make more it's more between needs and even longings as as um, qualities of experience versus the specific things or people or um behaviors that may help me to experience that i feel like that i don't to me in in at the in the abstract realm for me the experience of long the word longing and need even desire it's all i use them all as synonyms in some way mm -hmm. and um and it's more of an energetic experience in say it's in 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 some way and then uh, the distinction that helps me is then to then say, look, okay, sometimes uh, we blend the idea of a, of a quality of experience with a particular way that, let's say, uh, our partner for the need for closeness or, you know, our 
mentor, for a need for guidance and support. And sometimes we identify them so strongly that if that particular strategy or person then is not available, we may get a sense that, that our need cannot be met. And, uh, and so that may create, that, that's I think the ability to distinguish that empowers me to know that, and that if for whatever reason that a particular person or situation is not meeting my need or is not able to contribute to that, that that's not a, a death sentence, so to speak. That's not the end of the road. I can, I can look for other ways and, uh, and I can still, yeah, I can still um, have my needs met. And that's, and that's, and that's so, I mean, it, it was so life-changing. It seems so simple, but so life-changing in that it allows me to, um, to also honor, I think this helped me a lot in the realm of relationships and intimate relationships in particular, that I feel like sometimes we place a lot of pressure on our you know, primary partners to be the source of many needs. And, uh, and somehow there is this uh, cultural should that that, sh that is how it works and, and, and that's, that's what it should be. And as I started to learn NVC, I started questioning, oh, does it? it I mean, it should, is it really, does it have to be that way? Uh, can we expand and, and, and uh, uh, the, the, can we have different ways to address those needs and not only relying on you know, one, one person? And to me, that allows me to, to honor also freedom in the other person to, you know, to, to honor their needs. I think one core idea of NVC is that there's a vision for um, a, cooperative, a cooperative creation where we come into dialogue to understand uh, what our needs are and then to come up with the creative ideas that can consider both. Yeah. Thank you very much for the answers. That was 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Time flies. And you have 15 minutes now in which I want to invite you to talk about something that's, yeah, that's truly on your, on your mind, something that you are thinking about and exploring in your life, in your work right now. Yeah. Mm, I'm gonna take a moment. Mm. Mm. I'm noticing being being uh, kind of torn into two into two directions. So maybe I'll just name them and then maybe see if one kind of takes. Uh, takes more life and, 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 and comes up more. Um, one thing that I, that was coming through that is kind of being on, on my mind uh, lately, it's about the, the development of, of, of my business and uh, been reflecting a lot about how to, um, not really my creative mode, and I, f I feel like I've been in this uh, um, 
freelance and business creation for um, maybe uh, three, four years now. And, uh, and I feel like I'm still kind of, I don't experience really a sense of flow in that. And, uh, and, I, and I'm wondering, what is that? You know, what is that? And uh, what are the what are the blocks and am I pushing myself in a way that's that's uh, um, against maybe my natural sort of constitution or whatever something about that and uh, um, and already like the work uh, that we do with George you know in our group has been has been really helpful but I think there's still something I almost feel like there's something obstructing the way of uh, and it's like very just small and maybe just a little movement may allow that to uh yeah to uh be freer and um kind of surrendering and trusting that that may happen less linearly that i that i think you know <sighs> and i was getting in touch um, yesterday with this sense of, uh, of t- almost two parts that uh, I have one part that loves loves to have everything structured and very carefully planned and you know and, and really have um, all my calendar nicely uh, you know colorfully nicely structured um, but I and I realize that it's very hard for me to then be creative on on schedule uh, and uh, and so there's this other part that it's more sort of fluid and and uh, and uh, non-linear and uh, and then the inspiration comes in uh, in uh, an unexpected burst and uh, and i think i'm i am pondering a lot about how do I have those two dance together kind of I, I know that I, I don't want to suppress either of them I mean they know that they're both uh, trying to do something for me but yeah I think I've been that's been that's something that's been uh, on my mind um, quite a bit so it sounds like these two parts could in a way even be two different needs you have in that yeah and the question of how can they come together yeah and i think one one part is about stability and security and order right so that's and the other part is about creativity and self-expression and play any inspiration and uh, and trust also and uh, and I feel like if I take more of sort of a an external perspective on those I, I feel like maybe rather than blending with either I can kind of maybe invite them into the conversation or understanding when really one is ready to to speak and 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 kind of be 
maybe facilitate between them in some way. What, what is it like to even just name both of these right now? I think that I, um, there was, a, I had this insight yesterday and, and I felt some relief because I think part of me wanted to, I was really tr somehow trying to suppress a bit the, I don't know how to call it. I don't know how to call it. My, maybe it's my scheduler part that uh, um, really likes to do, to plan the heck out of my week. And, uh, but I was realizing that I was kind of trying to push her to the side. And yesterday I said, you know what? Now come in, come in. just go for it. Go at it. Get, take my, you get my Google calendar. Do, do what you want with that. You know, just, just figure it out. And uh, just just play. I know it's your play. It's almost like what like it was almost felt like giving a toy to <laughs> to a child, right? So like, uh, just really um, and say like, yeah, you play, do that, do that. I know it's the thing that you love to do. And I felt like that part of being so excited about. Okay, I can do that. And what's it was. It, what's very, it even like to talk about that right now? It seems like a lot of a life. Enlivening. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah it's enlivening and uh yeah so so that i think that awareness um that insight was uh, was enlivening and uh and then yeah and then kind of the it's um i also another part of this um you know another aspect uh, of this is um I think there that I noticed um, such a kind of a, a, um, a subtle difference between coming to creativity from from a place of oh I should be doing that because that's gonna what's gonna make my business uh, you know grow and that's gonna what's gonna get me to be more secure that's one energy. And the other energy is something else I've learned from our mentor, George, like the sense of just the energy of service and expression and sharing the passion and sharing the gifts. And I feel like that if I, it's, yeah, like what it, I find that, that from that should place, it's really, harder for me to to operate or to express or to create and yet it's uh, it's so it's kind of such a thin um threshold uh and uh, i'm trying kind of to cultivate ways to yeah i guess to be present to that or to see like what what supports that um yeah what's what can support more um like genuine joy how to invite more joy how to invite more more play and uh, yeah I, I have like multiple things that i get curious <laughs> about right now because you seem to have talked about this planning and the creative self-expression mm -hmm. and they seem to be needs you have mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, if you look at your business and you imagine your business has needs, mm -hmm. 
what are the needs your business would have from you? Like, what would it need from you? And, and maybe your business is a she, I don't know. But like it. I feel like the, fir the first thought was like that, that, that there was, I was like that my business is, is me, <laughs> really. Oh. The second was, um, attention i think that 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 word came came up kind of as uh, um that it needs uh, just attention and 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 care hmm. patience as well um, hmm. something like that How is it to just even say these things right now? Mm. I'm curious. Hmm. I, I feel like I, at some level, I feel that there's, that I don't, even really identify with the word business that much. There's something about that that I uh, I feel like some disconnect from as mm. uh, as I bring it up. Um, it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there, there's some disconnect from that uh, um, concept or even yeah, uh, but almost but feeling feeling calm overall I think yeah maybe a bit maybe the energy shifted a little bit from the kind of more enlivened place of before in a maybe feeling somehow less connected to reflecting in that in that direction because hmm. i'm also noticing a little yeah shift in the uh, aliveness yeah hmm. how far are we into because hmm. I, do you have about three more minutes three more minutes oh lord um, I am, can I ask one more question? Yeah, please. Like, if you, if you don't identify with your business as a business, then, then what, what is it? Hmm. It's, uh, I don't think maybe that's to do with how it's such, there's such an overlap with, uh, with my, with my life in general that, that there feels like there's a, there's a, so much me into that. And, uh, there's maybe something about that. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, I think, 
I, um, it's the process of embracing something that it's, um, um, was so unexpected, you know, I, I know, and so different from what I was academically trained towards and, uh, and kind of, uh, and then turn it around and, and, and then feeling maybe a little bit lost in, uh, in the, um, uh, yeah, in, uh, almost, yeah, the sense of identity. And I think I may have some ideas uh, in me about, uh, yeah, what, that there are certain type of, uh, of jobs or things. And then I'm like, what is this, uh, more free form or of free creation almost um, maybe says something about that yeah hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah slowly coming to the end of these 15 minutes but um i still am curious about that because i i personally really know this place of finding it difficult to look at what I do as a, as a, as a business mm-hmm. and this, this even like on one level having this, Oh God, if I look at this as a business, there's something wrong or bad about that. And on another level, um, this thing that to look at, this as okay this is my work this is what i do but to do this as my work i need to sustain that and and that this sustaining has a whole lot of different activities and skill sets Mm. that i was never interested in Mm. like i was i never looked at them i was like (laughs) but suddenly if i want to take myself serious in my in me trying to bring this into the world, I suddenly have to look at that shit. Mm. I'm like, oh, oh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's what I personally know around that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Yeah, thank you. So we now get to this flip and mm. You have 15 minutes in which you can ask me whatever you want to ask me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I am, um, I know you're, you're into work with IFS with internal family system, right? Which is a modality that I am, uh, um, familiar with but never got into, into depth. And it has certainly overlaps with some of, 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 Kind of trainings, and I think interesting overlaps with with NBC as well in violent communication. So, I'm I'm curious about how you found out about it and what kind of excited you at first about about learning that. Mm. I don't know anymore where I first heard about it. Like I. I I think it might have been the Bessel van der Kolk book or uh-huh. something like that. I don't know. Um, but I remember very distinctly what, was, what it was that um, 
got me. Mm-hmm. And it was that in, in this internal family system um, and in this parts language and the way they look at parts, because I think there are some aspects in how they look at parts that are very unique. Um, I suddenly got words for things I had been experiencing for a long time, but I never had words for. And the, the key thing in that was um, what IFS calls unblending where I might be blended with a part, like I am identified with it. It feels like I am that part. And in in IFS terms, the part can give me space and suddenly I am not blended with it anymore, but I'm actually in in more of a state of self, Mm -hmm. of being calm, compassionate, all of that. And that was an experience I've had a lot. because I've been doing all sorts of wacky spiritual stuff. Um, But um, I've never had a word for that. And because I never had a word for that, I also never had had an understanding of why some things really worked for me that didn't work for other people. I didn't have that distinction of, oh, are they blended right now? Am I blended right now? And it was that distinction that just got me. Like that, I immediately saw how that can shift, um, how that can give me a whole different language around things that I find incredibly important that I also knew on a on a on an embodied level, but I didn't have a word for, and that would that just sent me down that rabbit hole. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, like it's that blending ideas has been very helpful. Yeah, also for me I'm wondering if there's any how how does it look in, in these days for you like as you work with your parts have you gotten to know some of them or is there maybe one part that you would like to introduce to me I'd like to see if there's a part that you that you discovered about yourself that maybe you yeah that you see showing up uh, more frequently I mean, I've met a lot of parts, <laughs> so um, is there one that I see showing up frequently? Um, I, I have multiple kind of clusters of parts, parts that are um, kind of lumped up. Um, I, I, I had years where I had really a lot of struggle with anger, with um, really angry parts. And it took me a long time to realize that um, the anger or the parts that would get furious and self-harming and harming others weren't actually, that it wasn't actually about them, but it was about the amount of vulnerability and um, emotional pain underneath them that I was getting away from through getting angry. So that that was a really deep journey for me to um, to uncover that and learn about that. Um, one that I'm struggling with a lot. Well, struggling is too much said, but one that's that I'm that I'm consciously building a relationship with has a lot to do with um, showing up in the world. For instance, doing these interviews and through these interviews showing myself um, 
through my videos showing myself standing up with my experience, with my expertise. And I have at least one part that's always scared of being attacked. Mm -hmm. That's scared of, um, but what if somebody uh, hears that, sees that, and they will get angry at me. And in my case, it's usually um, this image of there's a crowd and there will just be kind of um, faceless people from the crowd mm. attacking. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really been very strong in me, that fear of being attacked. It's much less. It's still there as, a, as sometimes and it's still there kind of subtly but that's really a one that i i am consciously being with the more i get out and the more i um i stand up for what i believe in thank you and uh, i'm curious almost to in a way tying back to what we're talking about needs and you were asking about me about needs before uh, I'm curious that if uh, if you notice in you a particular quality that you're that you're you're longing for at this time in your life, maybe even in a bigger picture, something that you'd like to experience more of. Mm -hmm. I definitely have multiple of those. Um, I I. I am really curious about needs and I, that's going to be part of what I want to talk about a little bit later and where I'm really curious about an exchange with you. Um, it, it, it really depends on my day-to-day -day form, like it, depending on the day I have different needs, but one of them that is there is kind of a sense of um, feeling supported and that's not one that comes easy for me mm -hmm. to have that sense of feeling supported. I have a really, I have a few parts that try to create that sense of being supported more through uh, making my, making me look or making me feel superior because mm -hmm. in, in feeling superior, I imagine people admire me mm -hmm. and admiration is much easier for me to, to kind of accept because at least for these parts, it's like damn straight. Um, but to have that feeling of truly being supported in what I do and to truly be um, yeah, be um, valued for me and for my work, that's, that's one that I find that I am struggling with or that I am that I sometimes have and sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's something I'm kind of consciously trying to be aware of because it can drive me quite strongly. Mm. Do you think it also ties in with a, a sense of trust, support as in trust in yourself? Yeah, I think both a trust in me, but also a trust in others and a trust in um, do others actually um, yeah. 
it, yeah, it's this, can I trust that others value me truly for me mm-hmm. rather than valuing me for something else? And, and my, my personal kind of tendency goes more towards I have to be really good to mm-hmm. be valued. That's more my, um, yeah, my, my default state. Yeah, and I'm curious how um, are you enjoying uh, your your work and your business in these days? And is there some aspect that if you were to sort of uh, have um, a dream of something that you'd like to uh, manifest or create within uh, I don't know the next year, let's say something, what would that be? That's a really good question. I, I don't know if I have a straight answer for that. Like, a, um, let me think. I, I have the sense that more than my, 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 my feeling that I get when I listen to you is that to answer that question truthfully, I would have to have a sort of energy that goes forward where I have the, I'm after that goal, mm. where it feels different to me right now. I have more of a sense of the energy is going kind of more inwards and down. And this inwards and down feels more like I'm building a base. Mm. And that base is not really about, um, I want to get somewhere, but it's more about creating a stability and creating a foundation of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that is on one level coming to grips with the fact that I think I w- if I am truly true to myself, then the thing that will come out of how my how my mind works, how my emotional system works is going to be a very strange thing because uh, what 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 makes me feel the most alive is if I just follow my my inspiration and my inspiration is all over the place mm-hmm. like my inspiration is um I'm currently looking at about seven things simultaneously and I've tried to to make myself look at one thing but if I do that I feel like I'm dying inside so that doesn't work um so I kind of look at these seven things simultaneously and if I were truly true to myself then I then I would offer stuff for all seven of them because I really enjoy it um but but they don't really they don't really form one coherent thing. They're yeah. not like oh, I have this one thing. They're like mm. yeah, I, for me they're all connected, but they're all really different. So um, eh. it's, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm very much in a in a. I am just staying in my mode of creating, but at the same time I'm pretty open as to where it brings mm. me because um 
yeah, I just feel like for my senses, there are so many things that, that are drawing me mm-hmm. and maybe I'll do all of them and maybe I notice, nope, I won't. <laughs> I feel open towards that, let's say it like that. I'm curious if you could just name one of these other things and I want to know them all, but one, <laughs> what's one that floats to the top? Well, maybe to give two things. One of them yeah. is um, I'm currently really looking into how to combine journaling with IFS uh-huh. in, a, in a way that is simple and at the same time um, gets the main things across. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. Another is I'm looking at this a form of movement that's usually used with like pro athletes. Mm-hmm. And that's all about uh, how to... Um, increase cognitive capacities in in pro athletes i imagine you would be very fascinated by that because the because the research results are actually pretty incredible as to what they've done both in pro athletes and in children with learning disabilities it seems to work for both um and my personal experience with that is that it's it's a it's an incredible mindfulness tool because the 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 exercises are super complex Mm. and the only way to handle these exercises is to become really present Mm. um so in a way it's this it's this really weird movement that doesn't look uh mindful and spiritual and anything like that at all it just looks weird um (laughs) but but my experience with it is it's incredible and the research that's done into it is like fuck me this thing is incredible but the question is how does it fit with um kind of my background and the scenes i'm in because the scenes i'm in look very different than this movement (laughs) so um yeah so it's more of it's a it's a kind of a coordination type of 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 challenge it's it's basically it's like multi you 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 put your body through movement challenges on multiple levels of your uh, awareness so for instance you're doing a certain rhythm with your feet while you do a different rhythm with your hands and you're doing a certain math problem with your head with in your in your mind yeah and through doing that, your, ve- your brain is incredibly challenged. It's actually been proven that it, uh, that it increases neurodiversity and uh, mm. stuff like that. Like, uh, and uh, what's the word for it? It increases uh, neuro- neuroplasticity. Um, so that's what's been shown. Um, it increases certain areas of... Uh, cognitive processing and of uh, stuff like that. And my experience is I get really present when I do that because through all of these challenges, I can't worry about anything else. I can't think about the future. It doesn't work. No way. (laughs) So if I do that for 10 minutes, there's a really profound state change. Mm. And so I think this movement like this can be used in a way that's both interesting from the brain perspective and it's interesting from the 
whole nervous system perspective because we're integrating brain and body again much more but it's also a true um, consciousness tool because it has such a profound effect so i'm really fascinated by that yeah yeah how much how much time do we have we have none left we have none. okay then <laughs> but um yeah maybe we can talk about something yeah. like that later as well yeah. because it is really interesting yeah. um, but i have 15 minutes now and i want to yeah. use them yes go for it <laughs> um because i am truly uh, i'm fascinated um by what we talked about in your your first 15 minutes when i was asking you about needs because number one i really like your um your explanation of needs as um as kind of qualities of experience mm -hmm. i would potentially call them even qualities of being but yeah, i mean let's let's not split hair here um <laughs> But the, the thing I'm fascinated about is because I've been thinking a lot about um, parts and their roles these past days. Mm -hmm. Because one of the, the main um, kind of tenets of IFS, and I think this is actually one that's not, not talked about as much as other parts are, um, is that a part is not the role it has. Okay. So in many systems, um, it would be like you have a critical part. So that part is the critic or it's, and it is being critical. It's kind of like the same. Its role is the same as what it does. Whereas IFS would say, no, that's what it does. But the part is actually something different. And usually especially the parts that create problems in our life, they don't even want to do what they do. Mm. They, they're just kind of stuck doing it. Mm. So I've been really reflecting on that quite a lot. And, um, and the one place where I am and where I would also really love to hear your thoughts on that, um, because I think it ties in with the needs perspective, is that I'm kind of looking at it as, Okay, so there are parts that are creating problems in our life. They're creating problems usually because of experiences from our childhood. They're creating problems because they think they need to protect us from something all fine and dandy. But I also think beyond that, they are always trying to fulfill some of our needs every single time. And I often think that that level is a little bit overlooked in IFS, mm -hmm. that we look at um, the positive intent the part has, but we're not looking as deeply as at, and what's the need it's fulfilling in our life. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I'm really trying to find a good way of looking at is this perspective of, so a part that was acting because of fear from the past and it did really extreme things like let's just take as an example i'm scared that you leave me mm -hmm. so i get really clingy mm -hmm. and yes we can look at that as oh this part is acting because of that because of the past 
and because of the experiences it had and we can maybe heal that part and also heal the exile it's protecting all of that but then even when that's done we're still going to have to deal with we're still in a relationship mm -hmm. and we still have to navigate how close do we get mm -hmm. and how much distance do we have and i still have to find a new and maybe or hopefully healthier way to say hey and I would like you to stay right now. I would like to be close to you. Like I have to find a new way to meet those needs, to, to express and fulfill those needs. So I'm, I'm trying to, to get clearer on the relationship between needs. And yes, their childhood impact, but also the reality of those needs in our life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um I'm going to there's something that and I'm I'm curious I'm going to ask you because I'm I, I mean I'm, I I don't know if I seen depth and and so I'm I'm wondering about um what how this could be different between let's say exiles part and and more sort of either managers or or other protector parts in some way because my my sense is that Kind of what what happens is like okay we we encounter a, a very you know we encounter a painful experience we at whichever stage we don't have ways to integrate that or or we and and uh, and really process metabolize that and 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 so and so we adopt uh, a way to protect ourselves from that right so that's my kind of my understanding and and so i almost have kind of the understanding and maybe and i don't know if that's the the ifs idea but almost like that that the exile is the that sort of original wounded part or some that that kind of um really back to that moment of like that original pain uh, and uh, and uh, still holding that is still kind of unprocessed in some way and unmetabolized. And then there are the, these other, the other parts to me are more kind of my, my, the, maybe the identities I formed and the, and, and, and uh, other personas that, you know, that, um, that I developed to protect that kind of that core. I'm talking out loud to say so to me, huh? The, and, yeah. And yet I think what you're saying is totally true. And, mm, and uh, this is again where I'm trying to find that connection between the needs yeah. and the, yeah. and the parts because, and I'm happy to listen to you in a moment, but just like my sense of it is that both the exile, like the original pain, and the original experience that's usually connected to a need like a need we had back then that wasn't met yeah. or, uh, or even that was crushed or whatever but also the protectors they are they are then trying to find new strategies to somehow navigate those needs mm -hmm. i mean they're, they're always connected to the trying to create a life in which despite having had that experience, I still somehow navigate 
those realms. So if I had that experience with, um, what was the example I was using? Then the like the closeness and the clean. Oh yeah, with the closeness. Yeah. So where I had an experience of my true need for attachment mm -hmm. got really hurt, then the parts will have to find a way to deal with that of, for instance, being, okay, no, I don't need closeness, which is one way of dealing with the need, or I really need it and I need it so much and please don't ever leave me, which is mm -hmm. like the other extreme. So mm -hmm. it's, I mean, they're both kind of strategies dealing with the need. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe in a way they, I think, one, one idea that comes up to me is I feel like that the, the, like the, the protector parts, I have, a, I have a sense that they often really need to be appreciated and, and, and seen meaning that I've, they've done a heck of a lot of work for so long before, before we, we got into, you know, discover potential other ways. And now we just kind of want to get rid of them in some way. And I, and I sometimes get really this sense that there's almost a, a bowing in on towards them and say, wow, I mean, thank you. I see you. And, uh, and <clears throat> I, yeah. I, I, and, and you almost really acknowledge something about acknowledgement and uh, and gratitude and uh, and I also sense that maybe they also need uh, a sense of trust that that the new way is working and maybe they're there on the edge a little bit and saying, I don't know if this thing is really, this thing is really gonna, so I'm gonna be ready just in case here on the side to come in and. Uh, and and it, it, if I can just. Yeah, so because, because I think oftentimes, yes, that's actually even explicitly what they say often when, when you're really working with protectors, but, um, the IFS way of understanding that is often that that's about whether we can take care of the exile well enough. And I think that's one level, like um, looking at that old pain, can we heal that part? Can we really release the pain? Can we make sure that the part is taken care of? Absolutely. But there's also that new element of and how are we taking care of those needs now mm. yeah so, so i do think it, yeah. uh, that need level is there yeah yeah and to me that's what they kind of meant when saying like i need yes there is the the healing part of kind of re, that you described and but there's also that 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 uh, that seeing like am i really able to meet those needs now and that's for me the moment where the the protector part maybe <clears throat> kind of on the alert to see is this is this really working because it's it's new and uh yeah and uh yeah so there's some something about and to i think that those parts will naturally kind of ha calm down or 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 
the more we the more they see that okay we're we're me meeting our needs uh, we are able to and uh, and uh, and i think it's rather than yeah it's kind of rather than uh forcing them or 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 trying to you know oh i don't need you anymore i feel like sometimes we that i really sense as if they're that we're uh too rough towards uh, these uh, towards almost parts that have, have served for for so long sometimes in ndc we, we look at this from the concept of shifting from judgment consciousness to needs consciousness you know the idea that we've we have navigated life via judgments for so long you know okay this is a, a, a good thing to be doing and this is a good choice or right and 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 so belief systems on that and and then out of a sudden <clears throat> okay now we we need we, we're gonna get rid to them of them um we're gonna because, do something completely different yeah and so yes there's something about yeah honoring and realizing that all, all of those they, they took us thus thus far and there was there was a lot of, of work um yeah so I think there's something about softening and welcoming and 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 even really uh, almost uh, honoring them. Yeah, yeah, and and like for me, all of those are really, really important. I think those are some of the things that really drew me to our internal family system and how they look at that and how much respect they also give to the protectors, rather than like putting them down as, oh, these are just your defenses. They're like, wow, yeah. these are the protectors. Yeah. They've done all of this for you. And yeah, I think the, the level where I'm just really trying to, um, to get this deeper understanding is that level of, um, and what does it then mean as an adult and as a self and as a, self who is connected to its parts yeah. and to to actually then take care of of the needs to take care of my life from a new and deeper place what what does that truly mean i think that's the inquiry i'm i'm quite deeply in right now there's an idea that that was surfacing which is kind of maybe understanding that these these you know um, these protector parts usually they also they also have they they really have some unique skills uh, you know so whatever whatever they do they have they have something like uh, it makes me think as a as to what i was describing before of my of my sort of scheduler part the one that likes to plan or something like that so i'm wondering if that somehow these parts there's something about finding out a way that they can express their competence still but not necessarily to protect the, the you know the exile but just as a way kind of more about really their sense of contribution it's like it's almost like you've you okay now they don't have to do that that work anymore but yet they have these uh, these uh, these great kind of competence and skills and it feels like we're almost leaving them you know without without a job like and i don't want to retire so I, i'm wondering if there's something about finding a way that they could express 
those those skills uh, still but not you know in that same function of uh, of saving the the exile from the experience yeah and and that is something that often does happen also mm -hmm. and yeah it it is that i think for me it's really that core of the deeper Uh, yeah, this deeper, deeper level of realizing that the challenges or the the arenas we as humans have to navigate, they're not just suddenly going away, mm -hmm. but but we can find new ways in them, and yeah. our parts can be released, and we we can live from a deeper place. But the arenas are still there, mm -hmm. and they're not just suddenly gonna. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that was 15 minutes again. <laughs> Time flies. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It was lovely. Any last uh, parting thoughts? <laughs> no, no, that's, uh, that was a really wonderful to trace and see all kind of the connecting dots in seemingly di different uh, yeah different paths and uh, i really enjoy the finding commonalities between maps and and see how they inform each other so uh, it's really interesting yeah yeah thank and thank you very much it feels like this is not not really a finished conversation but uh, <laughs> But it's what, what time allows. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could so. do some conversation on NBC and IFS and trying to sort of see, maybe go specifically yeah. deeper into that. I would be really interested. I, I would be very, very interested in that as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So maybe let's just finish this recording yes. for now. I'm going to click stop. You never, you never know what's around.